Hey, welcome back to Season 3 of Pigeonhole Hockey, a participating member of the Hockey Focus family podcast. This is Chris and today's co-host, Steve. Hey, how's it going, hockey fans? And you know us, we're just a couple goalies that have taken one too many pucks to the head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. On this episode, we want to welcome our special guest, Netminder, for the USPHL's Lake Tahoe Lakers, Fabian Pizzera. Fabian, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. How you guys doing? Hey, thanks for jumping on. We're doing good. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good here, Fabian. Uh, got some coffee in me, some alert. I uh, can't wait to check out some of your saves in a little while to give me that little extra burst of energy. It's nothing like a great save to get me going in my day. So you're in Lake Tahoe. You must be suffering, my friend. That, that's got to be a tough <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, let me let me tell you, man, it's it's a tough it's a tough place to live. Like all the beautiful nature and the snow, it's I mean, it's it's tough to bear, man. <laughs> I figured so. Yeah, uh, when, when I saw you were playing for the Lake Tahoe Lakers right away, I just went, well, man, talk about like, so Chris and I were actually talking about this on the, the previous podcast because I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. So, you know, the great thing about playing hockey here, Chris will disagree slightly about with this, <laughs> what we yeah. do, uh, <laughs> is that, you know, you can be, you know, in November, you're still walking to the, the rink in shorts and a t-shirt with your your bag slung over your shoulders and going in to play hockey. You know, me growing up in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Canada, um, I could never have imagined that in my life. And probably would have said the same thing, you know, Chris does that, hey, I'd want to play in a true hockey market, you know, where there's snow mm-hmm. and everything else until I moved here and went, oh, no, th- this is this is the way to go. <laughs> so Lake Tahoe would be a nice close second for me. So congratulations. Well done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's completely different to what I've, what I've been used to back home in Austria and, and also in Utah a little bit. Um, I mean, we get up and we have to we have to get the car started 10, 15 minutes before we even leave the house. So uh, it's it's different, but I I personally enjoy it really uh, a lot. I enjoy it a lot. Uh, It's just a beautiful region here. Like, I mean, with the lake, I mean, if you just look up online, like Lake Tahoe, I mean, it's it's just it's just a beautiful place to live, man. Like it's gorgeous, beautiful weather, cold. I mean, it's it's perfect for hockey. Not going to lie. Yeah, no doubt. So how about you tell us a little bit about yourself, Fabian, your hockey life and what led you to Lake Tahoe's net? Uh, well, I mean, it all started off with my with my dad uh, introducing me to hockey when I was three. Put me on skates when I was three. Pl- started playing at the club back home in my hometown at like three and a half. And then uh, started off as a player, as most of most of the goalies do, and switched into the, to the net minor position when I was about like five, six. Um, stuck with it since then. I mean, when I was 13, I switched to our rivalry team, which didn't look good for for a lot of the people that I used to play with. But it was the right call for me. Got a lot of the playing time there, uh, which led to me going to the academy in uh, St. Poten to play for the Okanagan Hockey Academy when I was uh, 16, which was a big step for me, uh, moving away from home. Getting, getting good education done. I mean, we had an international school, meaning all the subjects were in English. And from there, the Utah Outliers picked me up after my senior year. Been there for the past two years. And after last year's season, I was like, all right, let's get a little change in. Let's get the junior experience and look for a team that has potential to, to do things the right way. And that's how I found the Lake Tahoe Lakers. Awesome. Awesome. And I got to say, uh, Fabian, again, you're going to hear a little bit of envy here. <laughs> no, I've, I haven't been to Austria, but I've seen all the pictures. So uh, 
<laughs> another scenic place. I love Utah. Love Utah because of the different scenery there, too. So, so far, you've been in picturesque places in your entire life to play hockey. So, once again, man, congratulations. Yeah, I can't complain. I mean, I've, I for sure got, got luckier than, than some other people. That's for sure. <laughs> well, I can imagine because uh, I haven't been to Austria in months. I'm just going to say it. it's It's been months. And, yeah, uh, I, I love it there. <laughs> no, love it's, it there, it's, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. I can imagine, though, uh, uh, listeners, uh, you're probably hearing this podcast a little bit later than we're recording it. But uh, I've got to ask, since it, we're recording this on Monday, November 14th, Fabian, how are your legs feeling? 58 saves last night? Uh, they're all right. They're all right. <laughs> Uh, could be a lot worse, to be honest. But I mean, that's what we work out for, to not feel bad for a couple of days and be ready to go to work tomorrow again. That's true. That's true. It was, it was an impressive performance. And uh, I'm still wrapping it up. Um, I'm in the third period uh, as we're recording this. So I'll finish the, the rest of it here in a second. Uh, I had a I had to pause it as I was cooking dinner and I heard, what to say, Pipe is there? And I'm like, okay, pause, pause. I got to go back and record that one. So that's where I'm currently at. I can't wait to see what I'm missing on that save uh, called out by the Bakersfield uh, uh, play-by-play. So that said, why is goaltending the best position in all the sports? I mean, you can just ruin someone's day. Like, it's <laughs> it's the best feeling when, when players just look at you completely frustrated. Like, how did that not go in? I mean, yesterday, a couple times, we had, like, a, a few cross-crease saves. Like, I even had players from Bakersfield come up to me and be like, geez, man, like, what a save. Like, how'd you get that? And so that's just that's just the beauty of being a goalie. I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's up to you. If you have a bad day, you, you're going to have a horrible game, and you're going to lose by a bunch. And if... If you feel ready, if you feel good, if you're dialed in, I mean, you can you can basically ruin someone's day and make it miserable. Yeah. <laughs> so when you hear from your teammates, it's always great, or, or your coach. But when you hear from the opposing players and they skate by you and they're like, they shout some vulgarity at you and then go great save and they skate away frustrated. Uh, you know, that's probably the best compliment as a goalie. Oh yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. I mean. Uh, even after the game, like the goaltender from the Bakersfield Roughnecks, I mean, I got to give him a shout out. Uh, he, he skated up to me, uh, only celebrated for like a, a short minute, skated right over to me and gave me a big hug telling me like, hey, man, hella, hella, hella performance. I mean, that's just the beauty of the game. Uh, there's not a lot of people out there that that give you that support, even from the other side of the field. So that one definitely felt good getting getting like those compliments also from other players here and there fresno uh it happened with fresno um i think like three weeks ago as well so i mean there's that's that's what really makes me enjoy the game the most uh you can fight and you can hate each other during the game but as soon as the game is over you just have that mutual respect towards each other yeah when you see the goalie at the other end of the ice make that wild save I don't care what my teammates think. I do the little stick tap right there on the ice. I'm like, okay, that was wild. That was. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I am impressed. I mean, yeah. That that is that is a thing between us goalies. I mean, you two know that. Yes. So. Yeah. On topic for this guy, it brings me back because you really see that. You, you see it in the NHL. A little, you know, tap to the goalie's pads if he makes a good save. But it brings me back to that uh, save Price made on Ovechkin, where Ovechkin stopped yep. and clapped. Right. And you yeah. just don't see that. Like usually a lead scorer is just going to put his head up in the air and just go, oh, 
But it was such an unbelievable save to come across at such a critical time in the game. Like, you got to take your hats off. Like, it was just just amazing. So, yeah, uh, completely get that. Miss that feeling, to be honest with you. I miss that pressure. But uh, to be <laughs> honest with you, even just talking to you beforehand, Fabian, uh, if I was to drop in the butterfly right now, uh, that would be it. They'd, they'd be calling 911. <laughs> and I, I think they'd just Zamboni the ice around me. So. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway uh going back to austria my friend what was your t- favorite team when you were growing up there oh uh, back home i have to say uh it would be the uh it would be philak which is in the ice league yep so that's the eagles right yeah exactly the philak eagles yeah. he we just went there every year for a week for goaltender practice uh for a goalie camp and I mean, we we went to their games, watched it. I mean, I come from a small from small hometown with like 22,000 people and like only like two and a half fit in our rink. So, I mean, you're used to that. And so when you go to a bigger city and you see you see the crowd there, you see the people there. I mean, they they've always had like super nice players that always like chatted with us. And I have by now I have a couple buddies on that team too. So that's got to be for sure the team that I'm rooting for back home. I mean, for various reasons. I mean, you know, you know people there. The organization's just super nice. They they try and develop young players. So that's just the key for for development back home in Austria, where a lot of the clubs fail doing that. So, yeah, I mean, that's got to be it for sure. Well, what's interesting to me is when you look at the growing trend in you know the NHL, for example, you're seeing a lot of European goalies coming out of there. You know, I noticed this. This has been this ongoing thing, you know, being a Canadian. There's always these big crisis situations, right? Like, oh, my goodness, we're losing out on goaltenders. What's going on? Like, how are we not – how are all the foreign goaltenders coming in? And for me, it's training, you know, because in my opinion, from what I've seen, is they spend a lot more time, you know, training and developing their goaltenders. Um, how did you feel your development came up with your goalie coaches when you were back in Austria? I mean, it – Depended on where it was kind of thing. I mean, obviously, when you're super young, the most important thing is just to get on the ice, feel the skates, feel how how you how you got to move as a goaltender. But I did. I was fortunate enough that I that I was able to work with various big, big names in the hockey community who played in the NHL. And that helped a lot for sure. So I, I was always fortunate enough to have goaltender coaches on the ice. I mean, off the ice was a different scenario with uh so many people having school till late at like 5 p.m or something so you couldn't always work off ice that much but that's where the okanagan came in place for me where i had a a massive off ice development goal specific wise with just i mean you know juggling is a big a big thing for us goaltenders so that was where i found a lot of different uh variations of the juggling that i could do and stretching out and getting mobile so i think like back home you're they're doing a decent job could be obviously a little bit better. Like, for example, if you look at Sweden, like they do immensely work. So we're on the right track, but there's got to be there's potential in a, in a few couple of ways. That's awesome, because getting that experience from the, the guys who played at the highest level is always critical and always having a goalie coach. Because uh, There are some teams out there where you, you can see sometimes when a goalie doesn't have that goalie coach in junior hockey and. It's noticeable because you see little variations in a game where you're like, okay, no, the, the the play this goalie just made right here would not happen if a, if there was something being done specific in practice. Because uh, I think a lot, again, a lot of the coaches don't do goalie specific drills. It's you're there to stop the pucks even in practice. 
and that they did should be practicing more game level skills but i know like i said you you've been playing you played with the utah outliers for a couple seasons there before you went to lake tahoe and uh, did you play ever against against uh domagash troja uh i did not play against him but i i watched him a lot and i studied his game okay yeah because i mean when you mentioned the eagles because he went and he i think he signed with them last year i don't think he got any games in with them and i think they went into uh the eagles were in the chl this year as well but yeah, I think Troja has since went to Zagreb, I believe he's playing with. But uh, but yeah, when you mentioned uh, the Eagles, I was like, yep, Troja. That's where Troja was. I was waiting for him to get a game, and I always watch for the stats because I, like I said, you goalies out there, once we chat with you, um, we stalk you forever on Elite Prospects <laughs> so we can see what's happening. <laughs> you know, that's, that's how I keep up with, with what's going on. But that said, what things have you enjoyed most about playing hockey in Lake Tahoe? I mean, we've got an amazing community. Uh, we've got people showing up day, day after day, really giving us the energy in our, in our little barn that we need. And it's just, if you walk around and you wear your, your Lake Tahoe Lakers stuff, like your hoodie or like I see even, that, even yeah. only like sweats or hats <laughs> or whatever it is, we have people coming up to us and talking to us. And I mean, we've got discounts here and there that's, that's another like really nice thing just playing for them it's just like that little celebrity feeling that you get just walking around the city and people recognizing you and so that's something for sure like i have not i've never had that before so that's really nice so yeah, yeah. that was the, you know the thing growing up you know the goalie's the most recognizable person on the ice right and if you're you're playing you know solid that's where you get more of that you know celebrity type of feel right you're that mass man with all the cool equipment making big saves. So yeah, just, uh, so it's such a great feeling, you know, when people are approaching you, you know, and, uh, you know, wanting to talk about your game and your saves. And obviously you've got two other fans here doing that right now. <laughs> yeah, no, that is, that is the thing, but also on the downside, like if you have a, if you have a bad day as a team or whatever, you hear it from the fans too. I mean, that's, that's what you get. That's what they bring with it. But that's, that's the beauty of it. I think. Yeah, it, it's. I mean, it, it's good and bad when you're when you're playing well. <laughs> you get the pats on the back when you're not playing well. You, you get people suggesting what you could be doing differently. Um, yeah, all of a sudden a lot of people the, turn into in, turn into hockey coaches, <laughs> goalie experts, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, how about the, when the when the puck's coming in, you stop the puck, hey? <laughs> that's that's tough, but, I mean, I've never thought about that to be honest. That's a good idea. I'll try that out next time. <laughs> just, just like on the power play when uh, the fans are yelling out, shoot. Okay. So we'll <laughs> Thanks, for, Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that what I'm doing out here? Oh, hell. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I noticed at Lake Tahoe games, because in a lot of arenas, a lot of places, almost, it's pretty common to, when you're not in the game and you're scratched, whether injury or just a healthy scratch, they wear suits. Now, I noticed in Lake Tahoe, you guys wear your jerseys around the arena. Is that correct? Yeah, we, we wear the jerseys over the suits. Yeah, because I'll see you guys walking around during the games. And uh, the first couple times you just think it's a fan, but then I kept seeing Oakley. Every like every single time I look left, Oakley, I'm like, what is that kid doing down there all the time? <laughs> he's always walking. He's always walking left. You guys must have different assignments during the game, but I'm like, oh, there goes Oakley. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, but the, I think that's kind of I don't mind that. I like the fact that when the players aren't on the ice, that 
the fans can recognize them with the jersey on because a lot of times, I mean, even some of your the players that you see all if, if you told me to recognize specific NHL players off the ice, I still wouldn't know because you know I don't I don't stare them down. There's obviously some of my favorites I'd recognize, but when it comes to your your average NHL player that's running the gun in it, third fourth line, you might not recognize him the second that that jersey's off. And I think especially in junior hockey where they don't get to see a lot of you, uh, especially on TV unless they have hockey TV that they're going to recognize you in the arena. And I think it's it's a, it's a good thing that I think other teams should maybe look into. I don't mind the suits to and from the arena. Go for it all day. But at the arena, I like the fact that you guys actually wear the jersey over the suit because this allows fans to stop you and talk to you. And that I think that grows a, a stronger connection with the fan base. Oh, yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, we have guys that, that unfortunately got injured uh, in the past couple of weeks a little bit. And so, like... I've seen fans walking up to them and be like, hey, like, how's your shoulder doing? Or how's your knee doing? Or how's your hip doing? Or whatever it is, where they just interact with us players. And it's nice. Like, I mean, on the ice, they see our number, they see our last name. But I mean, you guys know as a goalie, like, you don't get to see their faces. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's nice when people walk up to you and talk about, like, how are you doing? Or like, hey, great game last week. Or whatever it might be. It's just that next level of, like, contact with the fans and all that stuff. So I really... I enjoy it. Like when I saw it at first, I was like, huh? like that's, that's a weird thing. All right. But then like, like you said, like, I mean, you realize that people walk up to you just because you wear that Jersey and, so, and you're like, all right, that makes sense. Like I see why we're doing yeah. it. And so it's, it's actually a pretty nice thing to do. Yeah. I, I really like the idea. Fabian, do you have any favorite goalies you try to model your game after? Oh, I mean like growing up, like, I mean, the, the main reason why I started playing goalie is uh Flory. I mean, yes, that guy, <laughs> that guy is just amazing. And his his way of playing does not have anything to do with textbook goaltending in a lot of ways. And so, like, when I was younger, I tried modeling my game after him only. And then after some time, I mean, I, I threw in probably a little bit of Jonathan Quick in there just by, like, thinking outside the box. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, as of right now, I mean, with uh, UC Soros destroying the league the way he does, I mean, he's like, he's a short goaltender as well, like, just like me. So there's for sure a little, a little thing or two that I'm, that I'm taking away from his game. So it's interesting because just yesterday's podcast, we were talking about Flurry, and there was, you know, we'll, we'll bring it back up here because, you know, Flurry's game was suffering for a little bit. You know, he uh, was, you know, just butterflying and being a shorter goalie, they were just picking apart his shoulders. So, you know, Flurry made a point to stand up a lot more. And, you know, I got to, I've been fortunate here in Phoenix. I've, I've been able to watch a lot of NHL hockey. And I, you know, watch Flurry just flat out. A guy's coming down and he knows the only place he could really shoot the score was top corner. So Flurry just stood there and took it right in the shoulder, didn't even move. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just blown away. I'm like, and that was the evolution of his game, was just realizing I can't drop anymore. You know, he's got that, his reflexes are lightning quick. So, oh, yeah, especially like when they come down on that breakaway, that one knee down, a safe selection. I mean, that's that's the one that I probably looked like that I probably took away from his game the most. Yeah, just yeah, just brilliant. So his game was re- revived. And then we were just talking about Jonathan Quick because three seasons ago, he just wasn't in form. And now he looks like the Jonathan Quick 
that was cup contending, like just amazing. And that guy is down in the split so much. Like, I just think he was born that way. Uh, apologies to his mom. <laughs> it's amazing how he's endured with that style of play. Cause he is ridiculously flexible and, you know, properly named. Cause I, you know, he's another one that's just his reflexes are out of this world. You know, he's never, he's one of the goalies that I don't care if there's a yawning cage between him and flurry. Cause they're both that way. It's not a guaranteed goal. Like they're going to get over there in some fashion. Like you've got to pick that spot. Yeah, I mean that's for sure. I mean, those two guys are the definition of don't give up on a play. They make the most out of it every single time. Yeah, they're they're incredible goalies. I mean, I used to have a, a I don't know, like one of those T-shirts you get for Jonathan Quick. Not like a jersey shirt, but like uh, I think it was a Stanley Cup 2012 shirt or something. I don't know what the hell happened to that thing. But I do have a flower power jersey, but it's Vegas, so shut up, Steve. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I can't. I love flower, but I just I can't wear Pittsburgh, man. So when he went to Vegas, I'm like, well, that's easy. But uh, now it's kind of like a, just a weird story because I think Vegas screwed up there. But you know, oh yeah, they screwed it's, up it's big the time. Pro- I mean, let me tell you, I mean, Pittsburgh screwed up when they got rid of when they got rid of yep. him, and Vegas just made the same mistake. Yep. Yep, Steve and I and listeners of the podcast are going to recognize the story, so forgive me if you've heard it before, as as Steve was joking with me earlier. But <laughs> me and Steve, before we had a podcast, we would talk hockey all the time. Now, when Flower was left exposed for the expansion draft, I remember Steve and I just talking like we understood the predicament Pittsburgh was in, but, but I'm like, you go with the the guy who's got you those cups already. You, I understand people are leaning towards Matt Murray. Uh, but I wasn't. I mean, I think, Steve, I think you and I were 100% behind flower power on that. I, I know I was, but I'm pretty confident. Oh, I, I was. I was, too. Because because, yeah, because he was, was the guy who got you there. And I'm like, he might have a weak season or two, possibly. But Murray, the, the thing with goalies, you know it. I mean, you know it, Fabian. Us goalies, we're hot and we're cold. And we understand the strengths and weaknesses of our games and our, I guess, our breed. If you realize it, you just got to work on it. I mean, uh, like you said, like. Flory, he realized his weakness and he worked on it and it made him a, a lot better at a goaltender. And so, like, that's what you just got to do as a goalie. I mean, that's every day's business right there. And, and Fabian, I'll take a shot of it after because, you know, I, I'm a ridiculous memorabilia collector. Both and of us are. I, yeah. <laughs> and I've still got it up on my wall. I'm looking just outside my office right now. Uh, actually, you'll get a kick out of this, Fabian. I loved Lekkonen, that not Lekkonen, uh, Lettinen, that played for the Dallas Stars and uh, the Atlanta Thrashers. I used to love it when he'd sit on top of the goal. It would just crack me oh, up. Oh, yeah. I, I, I love yeah. that signed picture. Yeah, it's love great. It. You know, and I met him so many times. He's He was an awesome guy. You know, just an awesome guy. But the other picture I'm looking at right now is Flurry with that save against Detroit where he did that lunge on over. Oh, yeah. oh, like, you know, with the timing, it's already it's got the, the amount of time left on the clock. Because I remember exactly where I was eating really bad food at a restaurant. I'm not going to give the restaurant's name because it's popular and I don't know why. Um, <laughs> but him <laughs> lunging over to make that save and me just losing my absolute mind. And I'm a Habs fan, right? This is a nothing game for me. And watching Flurry do that, I went, he just he just won them the cup. And now going back to the Matt Murray situation, yeah, Chris and I were both in agreement. Like, you're making a mistake. He's going to turn his game around. You're going to regret it. And in the playoff that they flurry out, he was doing awesome. He had one, and it wasn't even a bad game. It was just slightly off. There was a couple he should have had. And then it was, was I don't even think he was slightly that bad off. I mean, he just 
the defense, the defense that game was atrocious. I'm sorry, Pittsburgh's defense just failed to exist that game. Yeah. So regardless, so, though, right? Like he he had gotten him to that point, and all of a sudden Murray took over, and. All it is is when your new goalie comes in, we can agree to this. You know, like I'm a Habs fan. Did the Habs play much defense when Carey Price was in net? Ah, no, because <laughs> you had Carey Price back there. And it was how they got themselves to these cups and were winning the cups because they knew Fleury was going to, going to be outstanding, right? They could take those extra chances and risk. Oh, yeah. So they gave up on a guy when they shouldn't have given up on a guy. You know, I guarantee you they they have to be regretting it now. Right, but go yeah, ahead. I agree with that. <laughs> His number's going up in the rafters there no matter what. Yeah, oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there's no other way. I mean, the fact that, like, the Sabres – because, I mean, Miller asked to leave Buffalo. I mean, I can't blame him. We sucked at the time. And uh, we're, st- we're still raising his number 30 to the rafters because, I mean, he's, man, one of the best goalies, one of the best players we've ever had. And, uh, again, those guys who don't get that luck, I mean, he just never got that cup. And I mean, yeah. he definitely was a Stanley Cup winning goaltender in terms of his play, but he never got. And that's why I hate that. And I'm not going down that role right now of like, oh, if, if they've <laughs> never won a cup, do they deserve to win? I'm like, every, every single time I hear that dumb ar- argument, I'm like, OK, so because the guy won four cups or something like Miller's brothers won multiple cups because right place, right time. But people probably exactly. don't even remember Ryan Miller has a brother that played in the NHL. I'm leaning away from, a, you know, kind of a. You know, the boys like Miller and Flower Power. Um, Steve, I sent you a couple videos of our, our good friend here, Fabian, and a couple saves he's made recently. Uh, the first one you've listeners should be able to see. Uh, it will post it back on our Twitter and Instagram on Monday, the 14th of November. Well, for you, those of you on the West Coast of the U.S., around 1130-ish a.m. if you want to find it. But, Steve, you're going to watch that clip right now. So here we go, Fabian. Is there a save? All right, so here we go. So just to cue it on up, it's a six to two game, second period, five oh seven on the clock. Looks like I got a guy on the left point coming on in. There's a screen out in front. Oh, positionally nice, uh, Fabian. You made this look easy, man. <laughs> <laughs> and and so Fabian, like you, you'll see me lose my absolute mind when you just completely rob somebody. And here I'm just watching your nice movement across the crease. You got a screen, you got a player down in front of you. Um, it's hard to see if you made the initial save or not, if it got hit, you know, or you know, or if the, it got blocked. But I'm just watching. Nice little push, nice little push on over. You gave him nothing to shoot at, man. You covered that net. He had nothing, nothing at all. Nice play, man. Nice play. Yeah, thank you. But I like at that save is he's just kind of looking at him like, go for it. I dare you. That's kind of the that's kind of the save when I saw it. I'm like, OK, I'm saving that because it's just like he's like we talked about on the previous podcast. It's just like he stared through his soul and it's like, go for it. You know, Yeah, it's like, give it to me. That's, yeah, that's that's all you got to do. I mean, yeah. You and just gotta, he, you just got to skate a player. and He's going to shoot it right at you. Oh, you 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 took everything away. Like there there was there was nothing there for him. And it's just so the nice thing that I always appreciate, too, is your push was really nice. Right. Nice and smooth. There was no panic. There wasn't an overpush because a lot of times in those situations, you'll see the goalie just push too hard, and now they're trying to correct themselves, and that's when you get into trouble. But nice, nice smooth movement, man. All right, going over to the next one here. So prepping it. Yeah, oh, so the I next video is going to be from the 11th of November, and they're playing in Bakersfield this game. All right, three minutes. Le- or in the third period with eight minutes left to go. we got a guy rushing down with a puck on you here. 
<laughs> it looks interesting because it looks like he's going between four to four different players at this point. So coming on in, <laughs> quick pass on. Oh, <laughs> effortless save again. So what what I'm laughing at, Fabian, is that guy. This other forward's already streaking through here. So because I, I couldn't see him, he was cut off the screen. So. As soon as I came into view, I'm like, oh, that's going to be a quick pass on over. And I'm laughing because you made it look effortless again. <laughs> it's, almost, it's almost like, yeah, guys, I'm going to give you a, a little bit bigger of a net to shoot at next time because I got this. Wow. Yeah. Nice I mean, that's, that's one gift. That's one gift that I developed over the past years is like reading those plays a little better than I used to. So I kind of like anticipate what's going to happen. And so when it does happen, I know what to do. So that's that's a gift that I that I developed and I'm really thankful for that. Yeah. And like I said, I, I got to give you credit. Your, 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 your push, your push is on the ice. Your skate work is really good. Cause you're like, I said, you're not over pushing. Right. So speaking about anticipation, cause I brought this up the, uh, the other game, because I'll complain to Chris all day long when I'm talking to fans. I, I put them in always brackets, fans uh, ripping on goaltenders <laughs> for goals because, you know, every goal is our fault. Right. So but it's the anticipation part, because I was bringing it up on Jake Allen, like he let in a goal and right away, you know, he regretted it. He knew what he knew what happened. And all it was is Fabian. He was anticipating the shot as he was coming across going higher. And the guy duffed on the shot like he totally whiffed and the puck goes five hole. Right. And you can see the players going top corner. So he's reading it and the puck goes in. You can see Allen like trying to reset to get down, but the puck's already passed him. Yeah, and you got play. Oh, and, and the thing is, like, as a goalie, I look at it going, oh, I know what you're going through, man. Like I did, I've done that before, you know, and you're mad at yourself because you're not reading the puck, right? You're not following the puck at that point, but you have no choice when the play is that bang, bang. But for the amount of people that crapped all over Allen, like, oh, he cost us the game. I'm like, yeah, you know what, guys? We scored one goal. They scored three. So can we can we go back to you telling me how he cost us the game? Because it's really <laughs> intriguing. Um, so, yeah, you know, because that's great that you brought up. You know, that's what sparked it for me was you've got to anticipate. You have to have that read or you're never going to be in place. You're just going to get lit up. So, you know, some of it is just, you know, edu- what I call it instead of guessing is educated brilliance. So I'm glad <laughs> you've worked on that. Yeah, I mean, that that was a big step for me because, um, I mean, I used to I used to just react on the plays. Um, but as soon as you get to a certain level, you just reaction is not enough anymore. No, yeah. no, it's uh, the, the development, the development of a goalie, I think. If you don't play the game, like I, I will recommend again, one of the best episodes you should listen to, especially if you're a goalie, you got NutraZone out there. Uh, they're a big scouting company. And there's an episode with, I think Joe Exter is now coaching with um, the team, the ECHL team in Iowa. But when he was on this episode, he was with Michigan State last year. And he's an ex-goalie that had a pretty brutal injury that, basically ended his goaltending uh, in college hockey. And otherwise, I, I'm, he would definitely have gone a lot farther. But listening to his episode and kind of the, the stigma is really around goaltending. And especially back in the 90s when he was playing, being identified as like a goalie coach or goalie scout wasn't even, I guess, a sexy thing to have on your resume. People wanted to be assistant coaches. They didn't want to just be the goalie coach. And the shift in that in recent years on the realization, and I don't know why so late, of the critical aspects of goalie coaching. Because I'm sorry, us goalies, we 
you have a hot goalie, you can win a cup, you can win a medal, you can win a championship. Um, goalies win championships at, at every level. Uh, I don't, I, you know, I'll fight anyone that says otherwise. Uh, you know, you can have goal scorers all day long, but if, if your goalie's letting them slide past, it really doesn't matter. Um, the amount of times goalies steal games and, again, the diving back to, like, the Czech Republic win, uh, the gold medal with Dominic Kashuk in that back in 98. Yeah, I had to bring um, that up, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, goalies, goalies can win the cups. And so – and the medals. And – I think it really does take a goalie to understand another goalie. And I think that's why we're this weird little union at every level of we understand what we're looking for. We understand the other problems of goalies. Like standing on the back of the net while while your your buddies in net during a practice and stuff and just being like too far out, too far out, back in. Because the goalie coach is sometimes doing other stuff and you're just standing back there like – why were you so far out on that? Like there's, you know, that you got, you got two guys coming in. Like if it's a solo guy, you know, make the net small behind you. But again, we can get into goalie stuff all day long. I swear we're never going to get to the, uh, the other questions because three goalies together on a podcast. Uh, it's, it's literally just going to be the goalie podcast. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a lot to talk about the goalie position. So. Oh yeah. Well, what's interesting, Fabian, cause when you were, we were, you were just off, off for a few seconds there, Chris is like, well, we haven't got to the fun questions. So I'm like, ah, we're in the middle of all the fun questions. Like, this is awesome. <laughs> this is what we live for, man. He's like, well, I, the extra questions, like the, the personal ones, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can call, call that. I'm like, <laughs> talk and shop with goalies all day long. Hell, like when I retire, that's all I'm going to sit there and do. Uh, and then live well, we do that basically all the time anyway <laughs> <laughs> so hey fabian just next time you make one of those uh you know it, it, again going back like i don't give out compliments easy like your your skate work your edge work and the way you're pushing it over and you know staying perfectly on angle it's brilliant so next time you make one of those and you rob a guy just just think of me quick give me a little salute okay buddy perfect we'll do i'll think about that <laughs> I'll just look right, straight up in the camera and give you a little salute right there. <laughs> we'll be looking for it. Perfect. All right, so we will jump into the uh, the personal funny questions here, Chris. Rock rock out the first yeah. one, my friend. Yeah, the, the personal funny questions. Uh, this is the part of the podcast for you listeners. When we have a first-time interviewee, we just try to learn a little bit more about them outside of hockey. Uh, but again, between three goalies, all these are probably going to turn it on to goaltending anyways. But we're going to try for you listeners to to uh, not be three goalies on a podcast here. But also with first-time interviewees, we talk food a lot. So we're going to talk food here. And what's your favorite pregame meal? Oh, I'm a classic guy. Uh, pasta uh, okay. and, and red sauce or pasta and pesto <laughs> or some, some some easy stuff like that. I mean, I'm usually the one between me and my roommate cooking it too. So got to keep it easy. Got to keep it classic. I mean, what works don't change. So that's what I've been going with for the past couple of years. And that's probably what's going to, what's, what's it going to be for the, for the next couple of years for sure. Yeah, the only unfortunate thing, buddy, is when you hit my age, those those meals take a toll on the rest of the body. <laughs> but you're already hooked. <laughs> Indeed. So what's the funniest thing that's happened to you recently, Fabian? Oh, the funniest thing. Thing. Uh, I mean, just hanging out with the boys here. Uh, I mean, the, the weather here in Tahoe is so funny. Like, I live down in Minden, uh, which is just off the mountain. And I mean... 
for example, today we'll, we'll go golfing. Like uh, just four of us guys playing a 2v2 scramble. But I mean, that's just spending time with the boys and enjoying enjoying the juniors. I mean, not a lot of people are are lucky enough to do it. So that's those are the, those are probably the most fun times when you just go out on the course or you just hang out with the with the guys, mess around, have a fun time. That sounds awesome, my friend. Like again, not those envying you times, one bit, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's a rough life living in Lake Tahoe, playing hey, hockey, man. golfing. Someone's got to do it. Some I mean, someone's <laughs> got to someone's got to, yeah. that's for sure. Someone's gotta. Okay, so if you could only choose one song to play every time you walked into a room for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh. I mean, hockey-wise, I would say Last Resort all day long. Um, okay. But I mean, yeah. one of the one of the biggest bangers for the past years, I'd say, uh, Mr. Brightside. That's a big one. So I probably okay. I'd probably go with that one since it's like a, a good mix between the genres. All right, yeah. really cool. So let's just ask you, we're going to wrap this up with talking about some of your favorite things. So what's your favorite movie? Oh, I, I actually, I mean, this is embarrassing saying that, but uh, just recently discovered it last year, uh, Top Gun. It's, that's, oh. that's the all-time favorite for sure. You're, you're going, are you going classic Top Gun or the new new Top Gun? Oh, classic and the new right after that one. <laughs> yeah, the, the the new Top Gun was awesome, you know, at the movie theater with all the surround sound. Like, tell me that wasn't epic, right? Oh, no, it was amazing. Like, I went with my uh, billet dad that I had in Utah at the end of last year's season, and we watched it in theaters, and it was it was a really, really good movie. Like, I just, it was, it was funny because all my friends back home uh, were like, all right, when it comes out, we'll watch it. And I'm like, uh, guys, uh, huh, I already did it. <laughs> <laughs> like, all, all my buddies got mad at me and they were like if you if you only dare say one thing about that movie you're done for the summer and I'm like, all right. <laughs> it's it's a little embarrassing like coming to the states and never watch top gun by now i understand i i, I totally understand by now okay so favorite tv show uh favorite tv show i'm a, I'm a big brooklyn 99 guy um, ah, it's funny, Andy Samberg. So it's, yeah, it's it's a hilarious show, uh, but also like Two and a Half Men. Uh, just watched that a lot with my dad growing up. So that's those two are probably are probably the top two, I'd say. All right. All so right. we already got the song part covered here because we know where that's coming from. So I'm going to skip to our next one, which was what was the favorite? What's your favorite thing about the West Coast that you haven't already mentioned? Whew. Uh I just said I just say the the people. Uh, people. The people are so much are so nice. Like I mean I've been been out in the East Coast for uh, nationals showcase. People are just different. Like mm-hmm. they're just so much more open, so much nicer. So that's probably what I what I enjoy the most about about being out here in the West Coast. I mean you you just can't miss you just can't miss it. Like most of the people are really really nice. I mean we got an amazing family out here in Minden. Uh, and the whole neighborhood is super nice. Like I have not met one person that wasn't. So that's probably that's probably the nicest being out in the West. All right, cool. All right, so let's talk about uh, like I like to travel. What's your favorite place anywhere in the world? What's your favorite place to visit? Oh damn, that's been a couple. <laughs> um, <laughs> I gotta say Canada. I gotta <laughs> say Canada. I hate it. Uh, Steve. Um, but I gotta I gotta do it. <laughs> 
<laughs> just last year with my whole visa stuff, uh, I ended up in uh, Alberta for a solid month and a half, two months almost. It's just beautiful. Nature and people are super nice. And uh, I'm a big outdoor guy. So that was just really pretty, really beautiful. Got to see the Oilers play against the Canucks in the preseason. So that was oh, a little extra. Nah. What did you think of McDavid? Did you get to see him live? Oh, that guy is crazy. That guy so, is just ridiculously fast. Oh, so Fabian and people are going to hear me bring this one up again because I bring it yep. up all the time. So yep. I, my, I used to have great seats for the coyotes, and I was just to the right of the goaltender, four rows up, okay? This is my first time watching McDavid live. And he comes on a breakaway on Mike Smith. Forehand, or yeah, uh, forehand, backhand, forehand, top shelf, full speed. And it's not an exaggeration. Like McDavid had already peeled away to go to the bench to give the high fives. And Mike Smith is just finally raising his blocker up and his elbow up to try to finish the save. And I I just stood up and I just yelled, that's just not fair. Like, it's just not fair. <laughs> like, that puck was off his stick, you know, like, just the, the triple deacon top shelf. And I just went, wow. Right? I was like, I, I've never seen anything so fast in my entire life. So, yeah. Yeah, watching, just, watching him and Dreisaitl in that combination oh, was dangerous. That it, I, I, I will go on the record and say this. There's been some great tandems. Like you can't take away from Crosby, Malkin, Messier, Curry. doesn't matter who was with Gretzky at that time. But McDavid and Dreisaitl are going to go down as the best one-two punch, in, in my opinion, in, in NHL history. They're just ridiculously talented and they're so good together like they just always know where the other player is going to be on the ice right and yeah they're like it's the reason why i watch oilers games right is to just watch those two go out there and do what they do so yeah um (laughs) that's why i had to bring up mcdavid just because dear lord he's about the only he he would be the only guy you know in my prime that would never ever ever want to face just because he'd embarrass me so badly he'd break my body (laughs) With me just trying to catch up to the first deke, let alone the next three that came. <laughs> so <laughs> moving on to your next one I uh, hear, Fabian. What's your favorite goalie gear? I, I converted to a Bauer guy. I mean, the best thing about my gear is probably my glove and after that my helmet. It's just if it fits, it fits. What gear out of Bauer? I have, uh, I have the whole setup, so pads and gloves. Besides that, I use CCM pants and uh, the chest protector CCM as well. I haven't changed those. Uh, stuck with them since I've been small. But I mean, hel- helmet. I'm wearing a, a wall. I don't know if you guys know that brand. It's a it's a Finnish brand. I think uh, who was it? Uh, a couple NHL a couple NHL goals used to play it. But I mean, with like the contracts and all that stuff, it's a little bit rough. But uh, in yeah. my opinion, that's that's the best helmet out there on the market. I mean, it's. Uh, in comparison to a Bauer or CCM helmet, it's the same price, but it's uh, it's custom molded to your to your uh, facial structure and to your head. So protection is just a little nicer. And I mean, they do awesome paint jobs too. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at uh, yeah, because I actually haven't heard a wall. I'm looking at them right here. I see Anthony Emmys. There, were people were talking about his mask uh, well, a while ago uh, with that. But uh, no, I actually haven't I haven't heard a wall because I wore a Bauer helmet. But I wore a lot of uh, goalies only um, brands. I could. I you start looking at like uh, some of these companies, but I like their 
their handles instead of what they are. I'm like, goalies only. What are they called? It's Brian's. I like <laughs> Brian's stuff. Of course, that's the stuff I wore last. Uh, like their chest protector really stuck out to me after I, I swore I took a shot once in England where I, th- I thought my heart literally skipped a beat. I'm like, nope, need to upgrade. Um, <laughs> Cause that was a, that was a wicked, wicked, I think it was a wrister, but I'm like, yeah, that was probably one of the first times I was actually scared after a shot. I'm like, okay, don't like that feeling. So had that gear shipped to me like next day, but, uh, uh, I mean, just with power, I mean, you can just like live out your fantasy. I mean, I, I've, I've got a custom setup and, uh, with the digi print, like that just do amazing, amazing work, super nice people to order your stuff through. So that's why I kind of like I tried it out three years ago to switch to make the switch from CCM to Bauer. And I mean, any goalie out there knows how how risky it is to switch from one brand to another. But I mean, I, I fell in love with it. Uh, they're so light. They're so so mobile. They're so nice to move around sliding. So I stuck with them. And I mean, I've had two setups now with Bauer. And I mean, both of the times they've made they've, they've done amazing job with the DigiPrint. So it's just a lot of fun. I mean, as a goalie, like we're always a little extra. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's just a lot of fun, like experimenting with like different designs and and uh, color concepts. So that's that's probably another reason why I stick with Bauer, just because of that. They make it easy. And hey, Bauer, here's a great sponsorship opportunity. Bauer, yep. jump over this. I was saying the same thing. But <laughs> <laughs> Bauer, we, we do take sponsorships and we will talk about your gear. I wouldn't mind some samples. Um, they never had. I've been trying to get samples from them. I'll, I'll take like, what was it? Lundqvist when he went to the OD1s. Man, I really wanted when he was for uh, playing for Sweden. God, I really, really wanted those pads. Um, but this might be a great place to wrap up this episode. We again want to thank our special guest, Netminder for the USPHL's Lake Tahoe Lakers, Fabian Pizarro for joining us today. Fabian, thanks for jumping on. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks for joining us. It's been fun. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, you may already have heard the bonus episode or you may get to hear it, but we're going to be recording one of those. We do want to thank all of you for tuning in. Be sure to reach out if you're in the junior collegiate hockey world and wish to get on a future podcast. Also, follow us on Twitter, PHH Official, or Instagram at pigeonhole underscore hockey to let us know what you think. This was the Pigeonhole Hockey Podcast with Chris and Steve. Have a great one, hockey fans. And remember, listeners, always clear your crease.